in a world of uncertainty. River's jizzing in his pants and then you bring up your wife in the next sentence. Like, oh, no, what is going on? There is only one place you can turn for fair dinkum advice. One word, unbelievable. Two words, holy shit. Three words, oh my God. A place where the undeniably American. It sounds so weird in like an Australian accent. Meets the undeniably Aussie. Hey, 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 let's stop the foreskinning for some absolutely wonderful segments later. Where the analysis is solid. I, for one, was not one of those haters as I picked a Rams victory. Look, I think he can get over 150 yards in this game easily. Kick his ass, Tyler Bass. And everything else is out to kill you. There's going to be shrinking nutsacks all over the place. Welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. G'day, g'day, and welcome to the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Of course, I'm your host, Maddie C. So thank you for joining me out here in the desert. Reason for that, I'd like to start the show by acknowledging the traditional landowners of the land that we're all dialing in from for tonight's show. This is a really important tradition that we do here in Australia because the land we meet on, no matter what it might be known as these days, it always was and it always will be Indigenous-held land and owned land, and we'd like to show our respects and pass on our acknowledgement to the traditional landowners of the places that we're from. So, Manjot and I are dialing in from what's today known as Canberra. It is traditionally Ngunnawal and Nambri country, and we'd like to pass on our acknowledgement of respect to the landowners of Ngunnawal and Nambri land and to the elders, past, present and emerging. And also for Taylor up in Darwall country, he's in a place called Wollongong today, but we'd also like to extend our respects to the leaders, past, present and future of the Darawal land as well. So an important tradition here in Australia. For those who are from across the seas and don't know it, it's something that we do at the start of every show. Now, also for the show, I also like to talk about this. You can find us everywhere and our social media is desperate to connect with you. We have actually grown our social media since we last talked and you can find us in more places. So let me paint the scene. Firstly, you can find us on our link tree and it has practically all the links in it. I mean, I can't think of any that aren't there. Just go to link tree and bash in Aussie NFL fantasy. We'll come right up and that will have everything. And by everything, I mean, we'll have our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Everything there that we are at Aussie NFL Fantasy. We'll have our Twitter where we're also AU NFL Fantasy and I'll even have our email address there, AussieNFLFantasy at gmail.com. Since we last met, a couple of us have actually joined forces and our team here at Aussie NFL Fantasy have joined forces with the Fantasy Football Network. Manjot and I will be providing exclusive content there for our favourite NFL teams. We're still trying to convince Taylor to do that. Uh, And you can find all of our content on the Fantasy Football Network website. You'll be able to find that link in the link tree as well. And you'll be able to find us by just going to Fantasy Football Network and look for Aussie NFL Fantasy. So with all that said, if you would prefer just to leave a voicemail, you can do that too. Go to anchor.com and forward slash Aussie NFL Fantasy, and you can leave us a voicemail there up to a minute long. You can even leave a couple of them if you've got a bit more of an in-depth problem. But also, if you've done a draft and you just want to get some advice about your team, send it through the email. We will happily dissect your whole team and give you some information back about where we think you could be stronger. And if you've got the whole board, we can even give you ideas on who you might want to trade with and what you might want to parcel. All right, that is all the intros out of the way. It's a big show tonight. So I'm going to get out of the way and bring everyone in. Drop time. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. My takeaway from that game is they played against the Seahawks. They're going to be flappy ass cheeks this year. Aussie? Well, we heard you were taking a Lamar Jackson style shit. Yes. Me and Joe, I like to do what I do best in this world, and that's somewhere I do some of my best work. NFL? Oh, hang on, there's another guy. Daniel Jones is awful. Fantasy. Yeah, this is pre-date the man of the Myth the Legend, 100%, because I was only born in 2017. <laughs> I'm only five. I think this is very apt considering what week of the year it is. You ready? Start video. Oh, Oh, yeah. Let's go. It has to be. Come on. Let's go. I strike. How close it is. 80 and 80. Three days. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure that I bring the guys. No guests this week. 
But you know what? It's a big week in Astros. Uh, yeah. for the Astros draft, and I'm pretty excited about it. Nobody should be more excited about it than Taylor because he is our defending champion. Welcome, welcome back, Tay. I've missed a massive opportunity. Didn't even think about it. I should have been sitting here with the trophy. I'll probably go get it while me and Josh talking. I think you should. <laughs> yeah, you should. go get that trophy. <laughs> Do not say another word until you bring that trophy. You're in detention, mate. That's, that's he disappeared into that Tennessee sky. Just and don't come back. Uh, Manjo, welcome, mate. Welcome. Yeah. It's always a pleasure to see your smiling face. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back again. You know? <clears throat> um, yeah, very excited for the Astro draft. My first one ever. I'm a rookie. I'm a I'm a new dude to this entire league. Probably the youngest owner in team history. But yeah. everything saying that I'm inexperienced, but I got to prove them all wrong. I've been doing a thousand mocks this week and I'm just getting prepared. <sighs> Because oh. that's what I want. That's what I want. That's right what he here. wants. It keeps getting screwed out of the back with the background. Bloody Titans yeah. background. <laughs> yeah, Look at it go. There's my old girlfriend. Yeah. One more trophy than the Titans have, by the way. Oh, here we go. We, we, <laughs> throwing shade earlier, we mean. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, no. Today today no no throwing shade, apparently. This is gonna be the, the, the No, it's episode. gonna be a clean podcast. Yeah. We won't yeah, be driving this- at each other at all. You nah, know. Yeah. All right. Look at that beautiful trophy. Look at it. Hey, Tate, have you noticed the three shields on the front? Have a quick look. The three shields on the front. Just read them out. No. Nah. Oh, look here. <laughs> all Connors. Hey. I, um, hey. It's funny. That's how I, I troll the league. <laughs> Ages ago, I worked out a place to go get my plaque. Yeah. And I was going to, like, get it because some of them are falling off and shit. So, I'm just going to get it fully, like, just sort of rendered a bit. And then I was like, oh, I don't need to do this now. I've got ages till like, the next season starts. It's just crazy how quick it comes around. No, you don't. Uh, well, ages now. until he might have to give back the trophy. Nah, I'll have it for another couple of years at least. Oh, does he think? Oh, <laughs> can, can I just quickly ask what array of things you've had in that trophy in the last couple of months? Mate, what hasn't gone in there? Like you said, was it Mark when he was on when we're pretty sure it's got salmonella by now? Yeah. <laughs> There's lots been enough beer. alcohol to lots go through it. It should be yeah. re- relatively sanitized. I work for a brewery, so we basically just run the whole, all the beer straight through here now. <laughs> Mate, I think that's wise. Um, yeah, get that botanical sour through there, I reckon. That'll do it. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful stuff. Wow. Whatever Brandox is enjoying his uh, botanical sour right now that I sent him. <laughs> he probably isn't because they're still in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst ever, by the way. Don't, uh, yeah. I like to think I'm organized and I get shit done. Apparently not. Uh, guys, we've got a terrific show on because, Tay, you had this wonderful idea about uh, bringing champions who, you know, players who can really turn a good side into a champion side. And and now is the time of year where you sort of got to identify them. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about how that's going to run in a minute. But then also as a part two, we're also going to do a wonderful 10-team mock draft as a team with a twist. Um, mate, can you explain to us part one here about the champion player thing? Just want to make sure I've brought the right stuff for the brief, that's all. Because these are our champions. No. <laughs> we got that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. That's all you need to know. But uh, no, so basically, it's just, it's pretty much taking everything we've talked about in the preseason and, you know, people that we've liked at their ADPs and just essentially putting our name to three guys this year could be in any position. Uh, that we just think are going to be either breakouts or just guys that are just going to beat their ADP quite easily, like just going to be league winners this year at where you're drafting them. So I just thought it would be a cool idea for us all to just sort of take three guys uh, that we're really keen on uh, and we basically can hold them for the year, uh, to our names to it, and then see how they finish the year and just, you know, claim it if the, uh, we picked out some breakouts. Love it. Just guys to hang our hats on like a ride or die. Exactly. Yeah, a Matthew Berry style. Uh, right or die, basically. Yeah, has that guy turned up anywhere yet? I used to yeah, listen to him NBC. all the time. And then I kind of lost him for a while there when I stopped listening to everyone else's content. And then I heard he left ESPN. I'm like, wow, that, he was the guy who inspired me. 
Yeah, he's at NBC. He's and he's wow. started a new podcast as well, where they basically drink for an hour with a guy that uh, runs the lines for points bet. He's Australian. Oh wow! So, okay, yeah, I actually only listened to it today. It was, it was, wow. it was cool. How about that? Now, we've <laughs> seemingly lost man job for a moment, but uh, I think we can talk amongst ourselves. Uh, he, I think, um, Matthew Berry, uh, interestingly, is when I discovered um, fantasy football podcasting back in about 2013, I think it was, I got off to a bit of a hot start that year because I drafted Peyton Manning, led out to 4-0 start. It was a bit of an accident because it was that year he went on to throw 60 million touchdowns. And I thought to myself, this never happens. I need to stay here. So I started listening to as much content as I could find and reading as much content as I could find. And it was at the time when the podcast at ESPN was really still very clunky and um, and I'm not sure it had the biggest listenership. Um, and, and so I'd stuck with it the whole way until it became quite big and obnoxious and I let it go. <laughs> yeah. I can understand that. I, it's, it's not my favourite. I'll listen to it occasionally, but... I find they talk over each other a lot. <laughs> like they've all just got so many stats and stuff in their mind that they just can't like. And they'll, one of them will say something, and the other will sort of like refute it, and then the other one just doesn't even wait for that person to finish. <laughs> they just uh, like jump back on top of it with more stats. Just I've always felt like that. I like I've still got it in there, but it's probably not my first go to. Yeah, I sort of gave it up a little while ago. Not much after they turned it into a visual first because then they started writing yeah. for a very tight timeline and it became more about making sure they got all the information out quickly instead of them exploring things. And it just kind of yeah, it lost the appeal a little bit more for me then. Um, Manjot's back. Uh, w- welcome back, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my laptop just messing up at the wrong time. It just kicked me out of the zoo. Like we, we, we covered for you. No one noticed you were gone. <laughs> no, no. You guys are talking about some shows. So. Yeah. Um, we kept it up to come on. back, mate, so you didn't feel like you missed anything. It's like test match cricket, mate. You can have a nap, come back. You haven't really missed much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have not missed absolutely anything, have I? No, really. Have we named no, all our my champions at this point? Yeah, mate. We just need your three and then we're done. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, we've just done the mock as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, your picks are awful, by the way. Auto drafts, all of them. But thanks for tuning in, man. We'll see you next week. Yeah, that's okay, man. Good luck in the draft. Um, no, this is another Matty C can run a joke into the ground. That is, so that's, that's how you know. Yeah, we'll beat that, yeah. beat that dead horse. Yeah. Beat that dead horse. How you know you spent time with the Connors, mate? We- and then lick that dead horse and then get some disease. <laughs> horse virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the equine flu. Do you remember that one years ago? Oh, uh, that yeah. was just a camera thing, I think. Yeah, equine flu, swine flu. We've had every flu. <laughs> and I said, nay, we are but men. Rock on. This is a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. Rails? What rails? You don't fall off the rails if you don't start with rails. That, this was all part of the show, Doc, wasn't it? Everything we're talking about so far. And that's that's where it's fallen down. This is the first week I didn't provide a show, Doc. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good to see we all noticed. Uh, all right, I think we should throw it a drop because that's what drops do and it helps segment things out. We should come back and uh, and hit some champions. So the guys we're hanging our hats on, yeah. These are the champions. We do it for that. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. My takeaway from that game is they played against the Seahawks. They're going to be flappy ass cheeks this year. Aussie? Well, we heard you were taking a Lamar Jackson-style shit. Yes. Me and John, I like to do what I do best in this world, and that's where I do some of my best work. NFL? Oh, hang on. There's another guy. Daniel Jones is awful. Fantasy? Yeah, this is pre-date the man job the myth the legend, 100%. Because I was only born in 2017. (laughs) I'm only five. Oh, all right, Tay. Uh, we've got three each that we've all brought, but um, you were sort of saying to us beforehand that, uh, look, you know, this is probably not going to be a surprise and shock people segment that just because we've been talking about this stuff since kind of late March, early April on the show, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of surprises about who we think are kind of the guys we're in love with. Um, so I, I don't know if uh, anything I'm going to say is going to surprise people. And, um, Mate, did, did you want to run through your first one with us and then, well, then we'll send it to Manjot? 
I might just run through all three of mine. This is probably more about you guys because I basically did mine on our podcast last week with Ian. Uh, the only, essentially, <laughs> essentially the only thing I wanted to amend was I basically shot my load off too quick and and, and, ch- and took Trey Lance when I had actually realised that I wasn't going Trey Lance as one of them. <laughs> I just, for some <laughs> reason, saw Manjob thinking about maybe maybe calling him and for some reason just went, oh, I've got to get Trey Lance in now and then realised he wasn't even one of my three. So, I did, believe me, I was still high on Trey Lance. Don't get me wrong. Everything I said, uh, I agree with, obviously, because I said it, you know. I'm my I'm my least biggest critic, um, but it's it's uh, basically the the two I picked last week. So Elijah Moore, uh, wide receiver for the New York Jets. Uh, I, I just did a TikTok today for us on our, on our page that. about everything <laughs> that I really like about him. Uh, I, I even did a bit of a delve into his stats from week nine to week thirteen. Uh, he was actually the wide receiver two in fantasy over that stretch. Uh, so he had an absolute wonderful breakout in that time, and it made sense as a rookie. Uh, it took a bit of time to obviously get going. And then as soon as he did, he just kept going for five weeks and then all of a sudden got injured and missed the best time for a rookie. So I believe he can hit the ground running this year at wide receiver 35 or whatever he's going at the moment in ADP. So he's a no-brainer to me. Uh, also took Colton Sutton. So I went someone a bit higher up in drafts as well that I think could be a real league winner. Russell Wilson coming over. I think it's only going to help the offense. And I think he's the, he's going to be the bigger play guy than a Jerry Judy. So... You know, I like both of them, but I'm taking my shot that Colton Sutton's the real yep. league winner and he's more consistent. So he's gonna he's gonna hit some big plays there. So yeah, the third, third one. Here we go. Yeah, the third one. Uh it's it's someone I've definitely brought up on the podcast and someone I've I've looked at trying to draft. James this Connor. is one that this is one that I just love his ADP and he's just such a good flex play. Like and someone that if at a pinch, especially in a sixteen team league, if you had to put him at RB two. I would be absolutely stoked with him. It's Chase Edmonds at uh, at the Miami Dolphins. So they paid him the most money. I know people are a little bit worried about having 100 running backs in that team. But 99 of them are – sorry, I'll say 98 of them are, pre- are pure garbage. Not, I'm not <laughs> going to say most it is because I'm not going to offend Mr. Manjot over there. And, and I actually think most of my actually have a role. But here's the thing. I don't think Chase Edmonds needs to be the clear lead back to actually be return value on his – I think he's at about 32 yeah. in ADP and running back. I, I, I would only say he's probably going to get somewhere between 160, 180 carries, but it's going to be his passing down work that's going to really make him consistent in fantasy this year. I don't even think he'll be the goal line back. I, I'm, I do think there's a limit to his ceiling. Like if I'm looking at him to possibly finish around running back 15 to 18, which would still be a massive improvement on where he's getting drafted. I'm looking at him as a guy in a half PPR league that can get you around 10 to 12 to 13 points every single week. And I think he's going to be really, really consistent in that offense. And I think they've brought him in to use his skill set. Um, and I just think he's going to be an enormous value in drafts this year. And I've already started to see his ADP uh, go a bit higher, so it's a bit frustrating. I'm probably talking <laughs> him up too much, but um, yeah, I, I think people are listening, I, I man. Think, I think he's going to be very consistent, and he's he's going to bring you a ton of value this year. So he's my third, my um, my champion this year because I, I just can't see how he goes backwards from where you're drafting him. Yeah. I mean, I think even today on Sleeper, he was running back 35, 94th overall. Like, what, what are the chances he doesn't produce that? Oh, he would have to get injured, I think. Because, yeah. like, you say follow the money. Like, he is the clear lead guy. And I love guys that you don't – he doesn't have to have a huge amount of volume. Like, if, if he was the kind of guy that was terrible on the ground and had bad yards per carry and wasn't a pass catcher – and you're telling me that he's going to go and get 180 um, rushing attempts on a team, I'd be like, no, thank you. That's yeah. going to be terrible. But I, he doesn't have to get the volume. And to me, that gives you upside because if all of a sudden he does get bigger volume than you think, then then there's your upside. He's going to go even yeah. better than you think. But if he then has only 10 carries a game, then he's still got up. He's still got the he's potential to return value. ADP. Yeah. Mm. All right. I think we should uh, kick it a man shot to, to bring up one of yours. Uh, this is sort of what I like to do. Just deflect it away from me so people don't give me too much shit. <laughs> yeah, so I actually took Elijah in one of my Yahoo Fantasy drops uh, over the weekend. There was another wide receiver I took. There's actually... I might be talking about a few wide receivers that I took in that draft specifically, but this one 
definitely Gabe Davis. I, I'm really hyped on the breakout this year. <clears throat> and I feel like a lot of people have forgotten since January what he did against the Chiefs defense, four touchdowns and everything. Like, he's actually still possibly a breakout with Stefan Diggs. He's going pretty high. But Gabe Davis, you can still get him. I was thinking like fifth or sixth round. Astros ADPs around 70 odd. He's ranked on sleepers. So, you know, just been doing a few mocks in the 16 team space. So he's going around the fifth or sixth round. Yeah. He was yeah. fifth round in our 16 team mock draft just two weeks ago. So, yeah. He's, yeah. So he's that's, going. That's early, you know, like, but people are seeing the value, right? Yeah. He's got, so that'll be what, seven rounds in on an on a 10 team league so he's not going too far up and i think he could be a good flex play i think yes. there is potential for a wide receiver too there and his adp can really first his um end of season sort of projections they can really change and i think gabe davis is one of the guys i really like yeah what do you think about that Tay? i i really like it uh during the preseason, he has started to lift a bit in ADP, but yeah. there's still plenty of area for him to to move forward. And honestly, if a lot of smart people in the in the NFL fantasy business are putting him up there, it's probably a reason. The the, the thing yeah. I like about him is that to me, the, he started on the bench basically last year. He wasn't playing much, and this team decided that hey, we don't need to go get anyone else for the end of this year or next year we've got the guy like we don't need to yeah. go out and source the market and get another guy we have our wide receiver two in our team already like we can afford to let Emmanuel Sanders go and let Cole Beasley go because we know we've got the heir apparent and basically a guy can almost usurp both of those guys roles into one so I yeah. actually think he's going to be phenomenal this year uh like whether he's as consistent as like a Stefan Diggs, I don't know, but I think he's going to have enough boom ga- boom games to be up there in ADP for sure. And you almost look like a guy like Mike Williams in a way. Like yeah. I think there might. I was be just about to mention. Here. I was going to say when you were just talking about that, I was going to say he's a better valued Mike Williams. Yeah, hundred percent. And he's in a great offense. He's in a like similar to Mike Williams. You're in a pass first. Awesome offense uh, with Josh Allen there, and I, I, I think he's I, like with the in the past, it's basically been Stephon Diggs is the really the only one you want to draft because you don't really know what you're going to get out of the wide receiver two, three, four. Whereas yeah. I think Gabe Davis and Diggs are going to sort of usurp all those numbers from all four of those guys. Like I just think I think Diggs is going to be better, slightly better than last year. I know he doesn't have a lot of room to move because he was already pretty good, but I think he's going to be more consistent and have a bigger ceiling than he had last year. And I just think Gabe Davis takes everything else that was left there. I don't think there's going to be much for a wide receiver three uh, in Buffalo this year. I just think it's going to be those two guys and, you know, see Dawson Knox pop up for a few more touchdowns as well. Yeah. It's tough for Diggs too that the place I saw him the most last year was in our half PPR and it was just he never broke through 20 really. And... It, it was tough because he still finished as a top 10 wide receiver. But gee, if you owned him, he didn't feel like it. So, yeah, it, it's tough to move up from the consistency you had last year. Um, you know, when those top receivers, you like them to have boom games. Like, you just kind of do. You expect that they will. Otherwise, how do they get those points? And Stefan Diggs totally did it the other way around and just continued to put up 14s every week. <laughs> <laughs> this Bills team seems very confident in Gabe Davis to me. That That's yeah. the way I see it. They yeah. haven't tried Davis to and, and go out and get anyone else. They, they are very, very keen on Gabe Davis, it seems. So, you know, I think it's uh, full steam ahead for Gabe Davis this year. Yeah, I agree. And he looks like the hot hand in that divisional round game. I think that momentum can carry over to this season. And a lot of people are calling him very overrated throughout, I think, May or June. I saw videos about people being like, oh, Gabe Davis is overrated because you're hyping him up because of that one four-touchdown game. But now I think his value has really cooled off and now is the time to strike. Gabe Davis. Gosh. Yeah. There are teams out there who I think, you know, just give him another year. We'd probably start looking at him like the kind of guy you can give a 
a really neat contract to and turn into maybe a one receiver on a, a young team. I don't know. I, I, I quite like I quite like him. I'm going to keep it Bills, though, because Taylor won't be surprised at all with my running back for the Bills. As- <laughs> yeah. Is he a cover? Oh, this is going to be a shocker. <laughs> Real shocker. Um, so, so- Devin Singletary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I've gone with the captain. Going with the captain. Oh, so, captain. I'm going with James Cook because he's um he's clearly in a spot where there's work up for grabs and the the running game there couldn't be as inefficient as it was last year, two years in a row. I just don't think there's any way possible. And uh, Cook has definitely got the right the right build of what you would need to be in an offense, which is going to score those sort of points, be a reliable pass catcher, and be someone you can still give it to on the, uh, the goal line in a way that you just haven't been able to trust Singletary to do that. And um, and Jim Moss, I, I don't even think he's there anymore, is he? Is Moss Sean? Well, I thought that like a week he's ago, but still he on the roster. The last preseason game and actually play really well, and then they all of a sudden were trying to give him some hype. Like <laughs> I could not believe it. He was a healthy scratch for games late last year. Yeah, so, yeah, was. yeah, it's it's a tough situation for for Moss, but yeah, I think um, there's. Nothing sexier too than putting your chips on something that's got a bit of unknown about it as well. And I was saying that last week with Ian uh, on the show too about Cook, um, because yeah, it's it's a there's a bit of a lure when you don't quite know what's under the you know what's what's under the under the um, under the label, you know what's what's in the bag. So I'm going to run with the captain James Cook, not only because he's my my cousin's James Cook, and I've spent a lot of the years of my life with another one of my cousins, Jared Cook, running around the league. So with Jared Cook not there anymore. <laughs> It's a perfect time for James Cook to come in and be this, you know, awkwardly sometimes useful player. And I'm just saying straight out of the gate, he'll be awkwardly useful instead of like Jerry Cook, who took like three, four years before he started becoming anything. Um, so I'm going to run with him. His projection this year on sleeper was 487 yards rushing and four touchdowns. And I think he, that's an unders. Um, they have given him 300 yards receiving and a touchdown there. So maybe the yards there are overs. Um but we'll see how it runs. I, I I just think he's likely to finish better than he was. Um, he's he's just. I just don't think they've given him nearly as much volume as he's going to get in these things. So I, I'm just hedging on that, and I'm going to stick my neck out and say I'm a James Cook believer. Yeah, I think that's valid, hundred percent. And pass heavy offense and a good hands for a running back. That's perfect for James Cook. Yeah, That's just what you gotta have. Yeah. What I um what I like about it is they clearly saw a need that they didn't have last year and they went out to try and rectify it. So they were trying to get JD McKissick and they thought they had him. And all of a sudden, he went back to the commanders. And so that was clearly them trying to get a passing down back. And then all of a sudden they're drafting James Cook, who clearly has that in his repertoire. I think yeah. they were trying to say that we aren't getting enough out of Singletary or uh, or Moss. There's exactly. no these guys just got stone hands. Like there is no way these guys we can put them in any sort of scheme that or on a third down where they're going to be catching a ball. So I think they needed someone to do that, and they would just thought, well, our offense will be so much more well rounded if we've got a guy like that in our team. And the fact he can run as well. I just think they're going to have him on every third down and then he's also going to be taking bits and pieces of the rush work as well. I think we just lost Manjot. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's why I think it's it's very interesting because he has the ability to just completely take over. If he's the most efficient runner and he's clearly the best passing down back, I think there's only opportunity to actually become the full full workload, full uh, full workhorse. I wouldn't project him to ever be because I think those other two guys are just going to be hanging yeah. around like a bad stink. But at least you're like you said, the upside is there. Like he, if he's just the passing down work on a very good offense, that's good for his ADP. But if he all of a sudden started getting some of the rush work too and then took over 40, 50% of that too, then you've got yeah. all the upside you need. I mean, so in terms of ADP, he's just one running back spot behind Chase Edmonds at the moment and his overall is 100. Yep. Uh, I just feel like there's a lot of room for him to to overcome those numbers and to outproduce that. And for what you, you – then it's saying, oh, you're going to spend – a end of the 10th, start of the 11th kind of pick on him. Wow. Um, All right. Sign me up. 
And this is where roster construction matters too. So I would trust Chase Edmonds starting from week one way more and I would be getting way more consistency out of him. But I think Cook would have a bigger ceiling because I think if Cook all of a sudden got the workload, he could actually take on a far bigger workload than Chase Edmonds. I don't think Edmonds is ever going to be some huge workhorse in that Miami team. I don't think he has to, to get get relevance in uh, in fantasy. We've already seen it in Arizona. Uh, But I, I do think if you're trying to like, get a league winner that you could stash on your bench and and play sporadically and see how he goes, I think he could turn into a league winner later in the year. So it's really roster yeah. construction. Do you need that spot to to start in week one? If you do, I would take Chase Edmonds. If you don't and you can wait a bit, I would definitely take Cook. Yeah, and I guess at this point you're talking about a guy who's your fourth or fifth running back. So the need out of him is, is low because it's about the same as Edmonds in that respect too for your yeah. cost. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Maddie C. James Cotter's behind the doll. Don't look behind the doll. <laughs> and I look like I'm wearing my dad's shirt. Totally like McCaffrey. It always looks like he's wearing his dad's gear. Fantastic. I'm glad that you've still got the, uh, you know, that luxury of being allowed to lick rhinos still in the back pocket. Aussie? And yeah. then T. Oh, like these are just three guys, man, Jod. If you left him in a room alone with, he would totally just lick them all. NFL? The gap yeah. between Connor and Montgomery is closing, by the way. I'm really happy about this. Fantasy. Oh, give me a scoop of the heebies to go with my jeebies on that one. Mate, I'm all kinds of happy about that. You're like, oh, fucking predictable, Maddie. Yep. Always doing Standard. the same fucking things. I'm so disappointed. I really wanted to smack that ass on. I'm going to go with old, um, with old Goggles McGee. Uh, while we're missing Manjot, I'm going to move straight into my second, who is... Um, Probably also kind of unsurprising because I've talked him up <laughs> quite a bit. Um, and he's a little higher up the tree. Um, I still think, and this is no surprise to anybody, that Brandon Cooks has the real opportunity to turn into something that's that's better than what you're going to spend on him. He's, he's just in this unique spot where, what is he there? 62nd overall. So he's a seventh round pick for a guy who is, clearly going to be the one on a team where like Davis Mills is being projected for 524 passing attempts. So they're they're saying he's going to chuck it a fair bit. I just just think it's, that's a no brainer. I just don't think it's very hard to see where, where, where his volume is going to come from and that he's going to see a lot of it early and often, early and often. He's almost the uh, wide receiver version of Chase Edmonds here, <laughs> except I think he gets more volume <laughs> in what he's doing uh, than Chase Edmonds does. But I, I just I don't see him going p- uh, below what his ADP is. So he's exactly perfect. He's perfect for this. I would say he doesn't have an enormous ceiling, uh, but that's not really what you 100% need here. Like if you're taking a guy in the seventh round, like he's the kind of guy that. If you've taken a couple of flyers a little bit earlier on guys that have high ceilings, low floor, then Brandon Cooks is the perfect person to pair those guys with. So yeah. I, I even brought it up last week um, with Brandon Cooks and Mike Williams. Like, again, roster construction matters. Like, are you wanting a wide receiver one that's stable or are you wanting a guy that you're trying to shoot for the moon with that is either going to destroy his ADP or pretty much be, un, you know, he's going to be on the waiver wire after two weeks. So. I, I just think Brandon Cooks is that stay stable player in your team and you know what you're going to get out of him. And if Davis Mills does take that bit of a leap forward that Ian uh, brought up last week, uh, I, I, I can see a path to him getting somewhere near that wide receiver 10 range. And if you're getting a wide receiver 10 to 12 at where you're drafting Brandon Cooks, then yeah. there's absolutely... He's a, wide receiver great, 25 today. It's yeah. like 25? You remember how much I spewed in your general direction when you ranked him 28? Yeah, and look, I, brought, I even brought up at that time that I was wrong, but pretty much why I did that is exactly why it's happening now is because he's not a sexy pick. Like, everyone, when they leave their draft, want to go, oh, I've got this guy, he could be in the top the new five. You know, yeah. he's, he's got all this hype in the preseason, blah, blah, blah. Like, whereas no one is taking Brandon Cooks because, like, no one looks back and goes, oh, I'm afraid of your fantasy team because you have Brandon Cooks. But in the end, he's going to be the guy getting 12 to 14 points every single week while your goober that you picked up that everyone thought could have been top five is sitting at wide receiver 50 because he hasn't done anything yet. And all yeah. of a sudden, you're putting him on the waivers. Like, 
So yeah. yeah, or he's got eighty percent of his points for the first month in one game. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Classic, yeah, uh, Deshaun Watkins. Jackson kind of games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Deshaun yeah. Watson, Sammy Watkins going off in week one, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> it's the week one, darlings. Now, Manjo, sorry, while you were um, you know, battling the Wi-Fi gods, so I just moved yeah. straight into Brandon Cook. So we'll, yeah. we'll move on to your second one, Manjo. Yeah, Brandon Cook's really liking that pick. Speaking of Brandon. We all know I love Brandon Ayuk this season. Uh, he's got to be one of our... He's got to be. He's got to be. Wide receiver named Brandon. I was saving this until last, but the segue was just too good. Bills to Bills and then Brandon to Brandon. We're, we've got a mind meld. Yeah, we, I think I think we're drafting the same fantasy team. Taylor's the only one out here, man. We should cut that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're drafting the same good, fantasy man. team maybe a few times this year. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, We've been Brandon Heavy, time. haven't we? I've got both of them in our last 16 team draft. I was Brandon Heavy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to this Ayuk season. When Trey Lance was officially announced as QB1, my heart for Brandon Ayuk, it, it was telling me, my heart was telling me Brandon Ayuk 100% is breaking out this season. Because if you just look at Jimmy Garoppolo, he could not throw a deep ball. I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time hovering over those dark thoughts. But look, <laughs> without Jimmy Garoppolo, we have with Trey Lance, who has way better arm strength, a way better deep ball. I, I would argue he would have a little less accuracy, though. But he'd have better deep ball accuracy than Jimmy G would. And Ayuk is just a perfect deep threat to go with uh, a sort of guy like Trey Lance. And I think with Devo there, Devo, he's still going to get those sort of slants, those sort of short routes. He's going to do all the catch and runs. He's going to do all that sort of unsexy work, I guess. But then yeah. when, you see, when you see Brandon Ayuk, oh, he's going to have a few deep balls. He's going to be a touchdown monster, I reckon. 12 touchdowns. I think he'll be around that sort of range. I think 1.2K yards, and I'll, I'll say about 60, 70 catches. I think that's around the sort of stats I'd put for Brandon Ayuk. But, yeah, I'm just I'm just really hyped because he, he's been balling out in preseason in training camp. I haven't really – we haven't seen him in the preseason games because – Niners, we don't care about the freezing games. We win them with the backups anyway. But <laughs> look, but look, we're just yeah, we're just we're just chilling, I guess, with Ayuk and Devo. I think this could be a real good season. And while he's not one of our, my champions, an honorable mention is Trey Lance. He he deserves to be mentioned in this segment. Totally as well. He's been honorably mentioned twice now. <laughs> yeah, because well, the thing is, I wanted to put both Lance and IU, but then just be too much of a Niners bias. Yeah. You guys would it'd be stinking up the joint. I'd need you to be so, back in your Peyton Manning jersey if you're going to show that much love to the 49ers because yeah, um, I, I it's can't a bit do gross. It. It's too much. <laughs> Yeah, too much, too much. And honestly, seeing you in blue, oh, oh my head still hurts. Never. <laughs> never, never again. Trust me. I'm not doing that again. What a beautiful segue from your, you know, honorable mention to my honorable mention, Trey Lance. So isn't that great? <laughs> Where is your honorable mention, Trey Lance? <laughs> I'm just hanging shit on both of you idiots for having the same guy. So no, I'm, just, I mean, I'm just being a douche. I'm, Don't mind I me. Mean, I have Elijah Moore. And Brandon Cooks and some of my breakouts too. They're guys I love too. So, look, can you I guys be a little mean about um, Trey Lance? Can I just be a little mean about him? Because you already mean last week, weren't you? I don't think I was. Was I mean about Trey Lance? I think I was mean to Ian about someone. Man, you're mean to the uh, You said fourth place, didn't you? you said yeah, I said Davis that like two Mills. weeks ago. You're hanging on to stuff. You need to let no, it go, brother. I think you rank his Davis Mills like 30 out of 100 Davis, or I was mean about Davis Mills. <laughs> That's right. I pretty much called yeah. him Eli Manning, I think, <laughs> which I don't think is wrong. Anyway, um, I was just going to say, you know, the thing, about, the thing about Trey Lance, he just kind of feels like new Kaepernick. And I don't want that to sound like a bad thing. But I, I just never believed Kaepernick to be a, a franchise quarterback. But fuck me, I believed him to be a fantasy quarterback. So, for the yeah. purpose of this show, yeah, I love, I love a bit of Trey Lance and I haven't really talked up my love for Trey Lance because you guys fucking do enough of it for me. But 
Uh, I didn't own Kaepernick in many places because I was nervous to ever spend up for him. And then I'd see guys who had him, kind of like the younger years Cam as well, um, really yeah. fucking reap rewards out of a guy like that. So, you know, um, to, to whoever, you know, wants to spend up and take him, you know, the glory be theirs because um, I'm just, I'm probably too nervous to do it. Yeah, and, and Trey's like falling. I've seen people yeah. rank him as QB 14 and around the 10 to 15 range. When he has real top there. five, he has real top five potential. So I think it's a very good value pick if you can get your hands on a guy like Trey Lance. Yeah. And he's just cooking up defenses with his legs. And I do see that Kaepernick comparison. I'm glad I'm not the only one that sees that his run style looks exactly like Tom Kaepernick's <laughs> back in the day. He has Uniquely just that cool, mobile. Yeah. He has that sort of, you know, staying upright and just staying tall when he's running and yeah. then ball in maybe, one hand. Yeah. yeah, one hand and everything. He just has that sort of thing. You just need to get it's him into just, number seven. That's all I need to do. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I got my Kaepernick jersey. Might have to, might have to put Lance on the back of that too. <laughs> too small to wear though. So I can't, can't wear it. Oh, I could probably wear it then. I'm only a little guy. <laughs> probably get my pads in under it. <laughs> yeah. If you're um if you're in a ten or twelve team league and you take Lance, I've I've got no issue if you actually taking a guy like Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins with him. Or I, yeah. I actually think they might even be a better start from week yeah. one because you probably know what you're getting out of them. And if you if Trey Lance comes out and just balls out in week one or week two, if you're, you're not a hundred percent convinced by the week one, you've then got a Trey Lance who either is an enormous trade piece in your league because yeah. of what you've just seen out of the first two, or you're just like dumping, that you just dump Derek Carr or a cousin, just start running with Trey Lance because you've all of a sudden got that confidence in him. Um, I, I don't think that's a bad play either because even though I do believe, like Manjot said, he's got top five upside just because of his legs and he's definitely set up to be an awesome fantasy QB. He's also the kind of guy that you'd be slightly worried about if he's not, you know, passing well enough and stuff like yeah. that that they'll all of a sudden take it out of his hands and you know there is worry there so he's definitely the highest upside lowest floor sort of guy um so i would be you know there's no issue in that sort of size league just sort of taking a more solid quarterback with him and then just seeing how it plays out in those first couple of weeks yeah, I mean, the first couple of weeks, we actually have the Bears and the Seahawks you, on the yeah, schedule. So, so, it's actually a really good it schedule. It could be murder. I, I noticed that when I picked my defense in the Champions draft. I was like, who I pick on defense? And I saw their first two games went bang. I'm getting the Niners <laughs> defense for sure. Yeah, I think the Niners... Absolutely, first game on defense, that Niners defense. I, I know we don't talk about defense as much on fantasy, but <laughs> if you're going to take a defense, definitely take that Niners defense against that shitty Bears O-line. That's my, my champion is the Niners defense. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Writing that down. Yeah, we got to have a kickers and defense segment someday <laughs> before yeah. the season starts. Maybe, Just, we should, maybe we should wrap it into the next week's show when everyone's doing their last drafts. We'll, we'll do some kicker and defense analysis next week. What do you say? Let's get yeah. our nuts kicked. Yeah. Kick kick my nuts. Nuts. Let's bring we need back. to bring that segment back. I enjoyed that segment. Yeah, every week. Part of our start to the week and then you kicked in the nuts yeah. like we did in the I kicked his both in the nuts. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor kicked yeah. everything last year. <laughs> I can kick everything and this year he's licked everything. Can't wait to see what he does next year to run with yeah. it. It's getting worse. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Brendo, welcome to the show, mate. G'day, boys. Man, Josh, your birthday this week. What day? It was, it was literally yesterday, yeah. 14th of June. Yeah, Yeah, when was 13th? Dickman Day, followed by the No one cares day. about yeah. you if you finish second. Yeah, that's devastating. Devastatingly good. Two picks in a row. Let's see. I'm going to take Devontae Adams, I reckon. And I think I'm going to take Swift, DeAndre Swift. Either him or Kamara, but I I just got burnt by Kamara last year, so... Don't like AJ Brown this year. I'm starstruck. Although, I I don't regret it. I I like it. I I, I still think I could do better. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. And this is probably the last year that I'll give him a chance until he's on a shit list. Okay, so I've... I, I kind of went snake draft there, man. You only did two in a row. Do you want to do your second one in a row? 
<laughs> yeah, so who did I have? I had, I had Dave, yeah. You got Gabe Davis and Brandon Gabe Davis and Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks. Oh, sorry. There you go. Done. Three. There we go. We got, <laughs> we got all the Brandons in. But no. the third one, I'm going to shift away from the wide receivers that I took in that year. Yeah. And I'm actually going for running back. Now, this guy, very little known coming into fantasy season. He's a very, very underrated player, I reckon. I don't even know if he's even getting drafted in most leagues, like 10-team, 12-team. I know he goes in like the 14th, 13th, 12th round of some 16-team mocks I've been doing. But look, I'm really liking his upside, and we were talking about him a little bit on the, the podcast, I think last week or two weeks ago. I'm going for Brian Robinson. Ooh. Who are you going to guess? I thought Ooh. you were going to say Damien Pierce. Yeah, I'm actually very high on Damien Pierce as well. Same. But, oh, but Brian going Robinson, up in ADP. He is flying yeah. in ADP. He's dead set going to be ahead of Christian McCaffrey soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think Brian, rightly. I think rightly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least he can stay healthy. Let's just say that. But, <laughs> okay, okay. CMC, still got love for you, but I can't trust you anymore. When you break my heart that many times. I actually never get Don't the go first break my heart. So I've actually <laughs> never got it. So, so this is actually a fun <laughs> fact, just going off tangent for a little bit. But I've never got the first overall pick in my time playing fantasy football. Ever. I've actually, I actually can't remember a time where I've got the first overall pick. In a fantasy draw. Adam's got so about a hundred of them this year. Yeah. <laughs> and man, if we're gonna roll together, we fucking better not get the first pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're too proud, our franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our franchise is not it. getting the first overall pick. That's for sure. With me on board, you not never get it. it. Not willing. No. <laughs> That's I'd... why that one number fifty three ball did not get called out first because of me. Yeah. That's how you know. I 100%. You know, if it came out first, I would have shoved it back in and hit record again. <laughs> yeah. But Brian Robinson, yeah. Back up yeah, Brian Robinson. 53 now, I'm not, again? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not man, taking him ball 53 and pick one. Of course not. But look, Brian Robinson, I think I can talk of him up a little bit. He's taken a bit of Gibson's run game. We were talking about Gibson really dropping off because Brian Robinson was drafted in by this Washington Commanders team. And that team has a better quarterback this year. I would say that O-line decreased because of Brandon Sheriff. But look, yeah. I mean, he's a Jaguar now. Yeah. We so spend we the got, money. We've got, we got to mention that, Maddie. You know, you spend some money. Yeah. So Brandon Sheriff will be a big loss there. But Brian Robinson, I'm really intrigued. I'm just probably taking a fly on him in every single league because he can have that sort of impact where he won't be a RB1, RB2, but he can be a solid flex play. And he's going to be a lot better value than what he is right now in his ADP. So I reckon take a fly on Brian Robinson where you can because he's just a guy I absolutely love. Yeah. Taylor, what do you have to say about that, mate? Surely you've got an opinion? <laughs> no, I, I like it because he's clearly going to get at least half this role or half the rushing yeah. role. Like, the the vibes around Gibson are just horrendous at the moment. Like they, yeah. They're putting him in like the punt unit. Like They're putting him in every special team's like position they could possibly do. And everyone just assumed it was to try and like G him up a bit, but yeah. From every reporter, um, beat reporter coming out of there, it's not like they they truly just don't trust him. He fumbles everything. Like, um, oh, they they went out and got Robinson. Like, they clearly felt like they had a need, and you know, they, neither of them are ever going to have the passing work because JD McKissick's there. Smooches. Um, so they're, they're only smooch. ever going to have. We've got to drop that in basically every pot I do now. Um, <laughs> so really, the other two are just sharing that role and. I honestly think I don't see a downside for Robinson. I think he gets half of it from the start. And if he's the better back and he's not fumbling, he may end up with all of it. Like they may just say, you know what, Gibson, you know, you're more, you're just, you're basically done here. Like you're a guy that used to be a receiver for a couple of seasons, but 
that's it for you. So yeah. I really like the pick because why would you take Gibson in the you know sixth or seventh when you can go get Robinson in the thirteenth and they basically got the same role. Yeah, yeah, he's an absolute steal. And his role's only going to increase while Gibson's is going to decrease, in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah, Robinson, I'm absolutely high on this guy. I think he can be a very good late-round steal. Same with Damian Pierce, as you mentioned, Matty. He can be another great late-round steal. So, those are a couple of rookie running backs I'd keep my eye on. Robinson's stock is going up. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes up a round or two by the time the season starts, yeah. more people are picking up on it. If more to like will elevate his ADP now that people have heard it from the mouth of Manjo. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you've listened to Taylor, Taylor was talking about Elijah Moore for months and only now people are like, latching on and everyone's talking to him up. Like I think it was the fantasy footballers or something talking to him up yesterday. Yeah. Only months after oh, Taylor. So you hitman. know fantasy hitman was talking him up and it's only because Taylor He's clearly strapped on ride the coattails. Ride those coattails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I hope this, a few yeah. people riding my fantasy coattails <laughs> this season just getting a few fantasy tips from me and just riding some stock. But yeah, Brian Robinson, you heard it here first. He's Man, John is having the time of his life with his Wi-Fi tonight. <laughs> We've heard it here first. It took me a little moment just to watch to see if you moved. Yeah. See I, if I it was, was me. <laughs> I was doing the exact same thing. Did he blink? <laughs> <laughs> Poor old man, Judd. I think he's, yeah, I think he's dead. Oh, mate. And that's a pity. That's a pity because. It's frozen yeah, on his face. His face looks like it's full of wisdom and he's just, he's so pumped about what he's talking about. I feel like that's a moment I need to screenshot because I've got two photos of man, Judd that I use for everything because there's only two photos <laughs> of man, Judd in the world. While he's sitting still for a sec. And he's got some light on his face because sometimes he tips his head down and he just can't get any light on him. And uh, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that. That's a screenshot that I'm going to dump into my little file to characterize. And that'll he'll be uh, the next version of our Grand Theft Auto characters that we've got for our show. <laughs> Are you, um, do you have one more uh, to do now or were you picking Devontae Smith as one of your my champions? No, I'm, I'm bringing in a new face. Beautiful. I'm bringing a new face. And, and I don't know, do you want me to wait till Manjot comes back or are you, are you ready for me to lay it on the line, Taylor? I'm happy for you to lay it on the line, mate. He, he might just pop up in the middle of it. And yeah, he might and be, you know what? Surprises me. He, he, he might uh, – I don't think he'll be surprised that the player is there. It's just that I haven't really talked about him, but I've definitely taken him in a mock or two. It's, um, it's Jarvis Landry for mm. obvious reasons. Do I need okay. to tell you the obvious reasons? Um, sure. Lay a mouth for me. <laughs> <laughs> I figured this would be one where I could say it and you go, oh, yeah, because. Um, well, and I don't think it's a real mystery. So, I mean, the guy's just come from a pretty pass-heavy offense in Buffalo where he really assumed enough work as a guy just kind of walked in off the street almost. Um, and, gee, he, had, he was the receiver who had the weeks, right? So, you had... Stefan Diggs just pumping out his 12s and 14s every week. And then he had Sanders, who could just drop a 21. And that was in, we were playing half PPR. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with a, a, another quarterback who's really happy to go a bit deep because um, Sanders doesn't mind the deep crosses. He gets a lot of work out of that. And he's also great in the flat and near the goal line. So I just think there's a lot of work there, especially while Michael Thomas has been iffy. Can we say yeah, that? That's, that's the biggest thing. Is and that now he, he's. He's essentially battling a rookie if, if Michael Thomas isn't there for all, his, all the work. So, are you frozen now too? Uh, <laughs> sorry. I hope not. I oh, know. You're right now. Oh, my God. I think it's just me and Jock came in. <laughs> good, good. So, Manjot's missed. Uh, we moved on. Sorry, Manjot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to – I was just the finishing off. Train, saying, yeah, I was just saying Brian Robinson, great late-round pick. You heard it yeah. here first. That was what I was saying. And then my laptop died on me again. Like, literally, this laptop, I might have to replace it. My mom was talking to me about replacing it. So, some of that yes. fantasy football network contract – might have to go into it. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think, like Ian said last week with the keyboard, if this laptop is cactus, I need a Manjot gets angry destruction video. I need it. I need it. (laughs) I need to get the wall paint on and I need to just go fucking sick. Okay. Angry John. And record the hell out of it. 
Yeah. Please. <laughs> yes. Give me that one. I shall. If my any of my old laptops, I might have to do it. So please. You know, just for it. Um, and while you were gone, I mentioned my third one. So we're all done here. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful. We'll just move yeah. on. Yeah. Who is this third one? I've got to listen back to the show now. <laughs> no, of oh. course I wouldn't do that to you. Um, for obvious reasons, Manjo, we haven't really talked about him, but I think given the situation being the way it is now, and, and I have taken him in one or two of the mock drafts, it won't surprise you that I've put Jarvis Landry as a guy to hang your hat on now. Um, Michael Thomas, if you then ever before. And, um, and man, after what he showed in Buffalo last year and, well, everywhere he's been, the 49ers, and he turns up on rosters and he instantly makes himself really useful. And now with more questions about who's going to be the best receiver over there in uh, in, in New Orleans for Jameis to aim at with Michael Thomas. Firstly, not sure if he was ever going to be there. Then he turns up and, and now he's got this hamstring problem. Um, and yeah, I just don't think Jarvis Landry comes with any of those questions. Did I uh, miss I'll something? You... Was he on the Bills? Or was he no, Dave was talking about the Emmanuel Sanders. I've got Emmanuel Sanders in my mind. These two, I find, I've got them inextricably linked. I don't know why. Uh, Jarvis Landry, though, hey, look, super useful receiver at the Browns, too. He would have a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I think my laptop's got into him. Yeah. It's going to be even worse if you keep the first footage before me and Joe came back because I'll let you just yeah. hang yourself on that Bills thing and never said anything. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> I've got those two mind. I've got them smushed together. I've conflated I'll these two be, players. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out, like, if you were comparing him to Sanders and you were just talking about the Bills because he was on it. And then I actually started thinking, did I miss Landry going to the Bills last year? And then I started <laughs> thinking I was the idiot. But again, Matthew. Because oh, I was so <laughs> confident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is also the guy that for some reason thought um, – that Elijah Moore was on the Cardinals this morning as well. Is that a yeah. well, You were mentioning Elijah Moore and the Cardinals in our group chat for some weird reason. We just talked about Elijah Mitchell or something. I don't even know. Matty Nail. Elijah Molden. I really need a, like, a, a, I don't know, a rim shot or a sad trumpet when I do something stupid like that. So I'll find one. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. We need to bring that back. <laughs> bring that. Put that drop in right now. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm the producer of this show. The best part. The best part is if you play back the start of his whole Jarvis Landry speech was he was like, "Do I really have to tell you the obvious things about this?" And I'm like, "No, nah, go ahead and tell me anyway." And he starts with Bill's talk. <laughs> Jeez, that was real obvious. <laughs> obviously, you had the wrong in a year at the Bills. Uh, <laughs> now, now I'm looking at going. Out of this. You know, now I'm looking at going. Seven hundred and four. That doesn't seem like nearly enough for Emmanuel Sanders slash Jarvis Landry. The two of them are going to have eighteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns between them. Oh, this is really <laughs> stitch them together. Anyway. I love Jarvis Landry. I don't need to apologize for that. I love Emmanuel Sanders. I don't need to apologize for that. What I do need to apologize for is having no idea <laughs> seemingly which one's which. So <laughs> fantastic. And that's my that's my, my champions case. There we go. So I'm hanging my hat on just anyone who is a good second wide receiver. That's all I'm doing. I'm just gonna hang my hat on all of them. I'm gonna name all of them now, okay? So uh Christian Kirk. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Michael Pittman. I'm going to just name them all. No, he's a he's a one. Um, yeah, okay. So before I dig myself any deeper, let's let's run through. We've got Elijah Moore, Cortland Sutton, and Chase Edmonds on Taylor's camp. We've got Brandon Ayuk and Gabe Davis, as well as Brian Robinson. Who I think is a sneaky good suggestion from Manjot there. And I've got some mixture of wide receivers plus <laughs> Jarvis Landry and the captain James Cook. <laughs> How do we go? We got it. We got the my champion. My champion. champion. Those are our champions, champions, my friends. friends. They'll keep on fighting to the end. Those are our champions. Those are our champions. No time for losers, because those are our champions. I'm actually starting oh, to wonder yeah. if maybe the glue on the back of these things is like toxic and it's like, you know, scrambling my brain. 
<laughs> Our next segment's going to be the mock draft. So make yeah. sure you, you run back into us for that one. Guys, you pumped up for that? Absolutely. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one. We are going to kick it off with an ADP game too. So that's in the industry what we would call a tease. So make sure you get back and join us for the, uh, for the ADP game before the mock draft. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I got no notes, but I got the memory. So <laughs> Every time I've believed them a little bit this year, they've just kicked me right in the testes. Ninja Miss Legend. All right, you guys throw me into the fire straight away, you know, but that's why I'm here. Taylor Talk Time. Antonio Brown's out there hanging out with Kanye West. If that's not an insane asylum handing the keys to the inmates, I don't know what is. Maddie C. This Thesaurus is both terrible. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> I've got nothing else. Um, this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. 